Welcome back, friends. I'm so excited about today's episode because this subject is so near and dear to my heart. Okay, so in this episode, I'm going to be listing six ways to create a peaceful and joy-filled home. So if you have been feeling like your home has just been full of frustration, arguments, negativity, bad vibes, then today's episode is just for you. Let's create the sanctuary that you love to come home to. I know you guys are going to find so much value in today's episode. Let's dive in. Hey friends, and welcome to Transform Empowered Mindset. I truly understand what it feels like to find worthiness, purpose, set boundaries, and feel validated as a stay-at-home mom. So if you're ready to find strength through faith to overcome negative thoughts, set goals and boundaries, transform your mindset, and be encouraged, then my friend, you're in the right place. Let's show up with the magic that we've been given by our creator. So go ahead, reheat that coffee or pop that kombucha and let's dig in. All right, so I remember a time all too well when my household was not full of peace, not full of joy, and not full of laughter. And so this was right after my second daughter when I was working almost full time and my husband was working full time. And it just felt like we were just passing one another by. Like when he got off, we had a night together. The next night I had to go into work and then I worked my shifts. And then it was basically like, we're just passing the torch to one another. All right, here's your time with the kids. I had my time, time for me to go to work. And you know, not a lot of time together or even family time. And I remember we looked at one another one day and we were just like, this is not the life that we want. This is not the way that we want to raise our kids. This is not how we want to spend our family time, which was pretty much sleeping is how we spent our family time because we were so exhausted with the new baby and everything. And that's just not the type of lifestyle that we wanted because neither one of us grew up with parents working like that either. So that has a lot to do with how you go on to raise your kids. Like it depends on how you were raised, what kind of environment were you in when you were little and coming up. And I remember when I was little and coming up, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad was military. And so my mom had the ability to be home with us Now, she didn't have to, but she made the choice to be home with us during those critical years. And I'm so grateful to her for that because I do believe it makes a significant difference in the kids and just how they grow up and go on to live their lives. And so both of us not living or both of us not growing up with parents that worked and raised their household like that, deep down inside of us, we didn't want to just both be working and not have time together or time with our kids either. Like that's not what we wanted. And so that time in life is when I felt the least at peace and the smallest amount of joy. And there wasn't a ton of laughter, you know, because things that I valued, I was not living up to, or I was not making room for, or I made decisions that counteract the things that I really value deep down inside. And so that can cause you to be super frustrated and in a season of really feeling unfulfilled. 
And so that's where we both were, okay? And we knew we had to make some changes, some decisions, and a lot of planning and praying, okay? But we did it. And so now we're in a season that we love. And it has really just brought out so much peace and so much joy and laughter in our household. And so that is what I'm going to be sharing with you today. Six ways to create a peaceful, joy-filled home. And so these six things I evolved into as a stay-at-home mom. It was definitely not something that I just woke up doing every day and everything is perfect. Absolutely not. And everything to this day is still not perfect. But I evolved into them as a daily routine, as habits, as something to strive for, and you can too. Okay, so number one is to train your children through being an example to read their word daily, okay? And so I have a one-year-old, a three-year-old, and an 11-year-old, okay? So a daily devotion for them looks totally different than mine and even my oldest from her to my three-year-old, it looks totally different, but it is just getting them in the mindset of doing it every day. Do we do it every day? Absolutely not. We get busy and skip some days, but we get back on track. So that is the point here, not to be perfect, but to just strive to intentionally do it. Okay. So my 11 year old, she is big enough to read her Bible and she has a super cool Bible that she loves. And then when we're kind of in a rush, she does the kid Bible on the YouVersion app. So they have like a daily word for kids on that app and it is awesome. So she does that to make sure she gets in um, encouragement, inspiration, and everything that she needs to get her mind right for the day. My three-year-old, there is a Bible app. I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's just for kids and she loves it. And it's something that she wakes up wanting to do every single morning. And the point here is to be consistent in it. You know, we are all busy. We all have a schedule. So there may be some days where it falls off and we don't do it. No big deal. Just jump back in and be intentional about it. Okay. So, but she wakes up ready to do it. And she loves doing devotion with her dad and I every single morning. It's the cutest thing ever. Okay, my one-year-old, she just sleeps right through it all, but she will have her turn. All right, moving on to number two, be mindful of what they watch on TV, okay? Be mindful of what your kids watch on TV, what they're listening to, and who they also are hanging out with, okay? So that's a big one for me, who my kids are hanging out with, and more so my 11-year-old because she has friends and everything, but who they're hanging out with. Is a big one because, you know, they are either going to influence the people they hang with or they're going to be influenced by them. Okay, so they are still in the stage of growing, maturing, learning, and peer pressure is strong. So a lot of the times they're going to be the ones getting influenced. Okay, but we can instill these principles in them so that they know if something doesn't sound right, something doesn't feel right in their spirit then don't do it. Don't watch it. Okay. And then train them to come back and tell you when they've heard or seen something that is not right. You know, when my daughter wants to hang with children, you know, I'll go visit with them and just see what type of lifestyle their parents living or what type of things are they watching and doing. And if it doesn't line up with what we are doing, guess what? 
we're not going to be hanging out. I'm sorry. That's just a tough decision that you have to make because this is your seed that you are raising up and that you have been giving commission by God to raise as a follower of Christ. So those tough decisions have to be made for their development. Okay, moving on to number three, minimize complaining yourself. I know that's a tough one, y'all, but our kids feed off of our energy. When I get upset about something, whether it's a letter I got in the mail regarding something that I wasn't expecting, or I got a flat tire, or there's a long line in the drive-thru, okay? We all have been there. That is super annoying. But point is, they watch how we respond and how we act to those type of situations, you know, whether we are going to use it as a time to make funny jokes with one another or, you know, just have simple conversations with our kids, playing I spy or whatever it is that you think to do. Turning that moment into something positive versus just complaining about how slow the drive through is, how annoying the workers are, how much the food costs. I mean, the list goes on and on. It's easy to complain, okay? We all have been there. But using those times to build character within our kids is what is important here because they truly do watch all the little things that we do that we take for granted and that we think they don't watch but then it comes out later yeah that stuff during dinner time is the perfect time for everyone around the table to say three things that they admire or like about their sibling now if you have really small children you won't be able to do this But believe it or not, even my one-year-old knows when we are saying sweet words to her and when we are talking specifically about her, she knows because she gets the biggest smile on her face. So it's never too young to start doing those things. But three things that you admire or like about one another, go around the table and say that and do that and just watch how that changes the mood, the atmosphere the presence in your household, okay? It is just beautiful. Try it. All right, number five is be willing to say, I apologize. Now, I know this one is not always easy because it is still not always easy for me. When I have accused my 11-year-old of doing something or I blamed her for not doing something that she had done and she comes to me and say, see, I did do it. Or that wasn't my fault. See, this happened because of that or whatever. Then I'm like, oh, okay. And I have to be mother enough to apologize to her because I am leading by example. It is something I want her to do to her little sisters when she does something wrong to them. So me and her father really try to lead by example when it comes to that, no matter how tough it is for us, we have to swallow that pride, that flesh, that sinful nature that wants to be right about everything and apologize to them because it is showing them how to treat their siblings and their friends. So it's very important for us to lay the path for our kids in that. And lastly, number six is to hug it out with your spouse or your children when you have a disagreement. And I know sometimes you may be thinking, well, what is a hug going to do? Or I don't feel like hugging. Let me tell you, a hug is so 
transformational with children especially and I'm sure with your spouse as well after a disagreement a hug just breaks down those walls those barriers that we build up when we have a altercation or disagreement with our loved ones we build up this wall of I'm annoyed I'm aggravated stay away from me when you choose to hug it out it is amazing how it just the walls just crumble And you're actually unified again, okay? So I want to encourage you guys to do that, starting with your children. When they do something wrong, after you have chastised them, give them a big hug so they know that you still love them, but this is just a part of parenting. It has to be done. And when you have a disagreement with your spouse, after you have cooled off, lay it aside. It's not that important for you to not hug it out with one another and to show your children that you shouldn't stay angry with one another because that's not the heart of God and that's not what he wants for us. And that's not how he wants us to live because it just truly robs us from the joy that we could be experiencing with our family. So don't allow the enemy to do that to you, okay? So I hope and pray that today's episode has blessed you and encouraged you and that you will absolutely try these six ways to create a peaceful, joy-filled home. Because trust me, my friend, there is nothing better. So real quick to wrap it up, the six ways was to train your children through being an example to read their word daily. Number two, be mindful of what they watch on TV, listen to, and who they hang out with. Number three was to minimize complaining yourself. Number four was go around the dinner table and say three things that they admire about their siblings. And number five, be willing to say I'm sorry or apologize. Number six is to hug it out. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening. And if you have not signed up to become an insider of the show, then go and do that right now with the link in the show notes that says count me in to be notified when I have free gifts and free coaching sessions. And don't forget to subscribe to the show so you do not miss an episode. Thank you so much. And you guys have a wonderful day. Hey mamas, if this episode has encouraged, motivated, or inspired you in any way, I'd love to hear from you. I can be reached at support at KimberlySexton.com. Remember to click five stars and leave a review. Please and thank you. Bye.